Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Best of Three. I'm James, uh, guest host from the Line Cutters, here with Rob, Mike, our resident game gurus, and we have another special guest on the show this week. Ken from the Loud Idiots. So doesn't this make it best of four this week? It does. That's okay. the exact same thing I said when we had four guests on it, and they were like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, Mike and I can't count, so we've already established I can this. I can't. Good. I feel at home already, guys. <laughs> well, we're glad to have everybody aboard today on this episode. <laughs> on the love boat. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. So, so today's episode is about TV shows made into board games. What is yours, Rob? Oh, I'm doing Dilbert. Uh, Ken? I'm definitely on the wrong show then. Oh. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I, I brought Star Trek seeing it with me. James? I actually will be talking about the Battlestar Galactica board game. Oh, good. It sounds like I have no competition with mine. I have Pokemon. So you're Ever? going to lose again? No, I'm going to win. Are you going to be a Pokemon master by the end of this? I already hacked the machine. Uh, nothing else can come out. I God, just realized how old I am. Anyway, for those of you who don't know, Best of Three works like this. We judge our games based on five different categories. Complexity, replayability cost, hacks, and fun. For this week's category, hacks has been swapped out for the best adaptability from the show, how well the game adapted the feeling of the show, as well as how necessary it is to be a fan of the show to play the game. So Rob, why don't you get us started? Let's talk about Dilbert and complexity. All right. Does anyone here have a PhD? Frank, uh, Frank I, does. I lost mine. Ah, that might be kind of hard to talk about Dilbert. It's a. It's definitely not for a beginner gamer. Somebody you can't you can't really just pick this and go. It's gonna take a little bit to to learn this game. So the complexity. I'm gonna I'm gonna be truthful about this. It is. It's a little bit high, especially because there's a lot of different rooms. Because you're walking through the office building in Dilbert, so you gotta know a lot of different things about the different rooms. When you, what happens when you go into them. Well, so that makes it a little bit a little know. bit harder. I'm gonna disagree with you on this one because you know I played this game myself. It's not nearly as complicated as you just made it sound the game is pretty much plays itself well let's take it a step back real quick let's talk about the game what is the object of the game what are you trying to do well the object of the game as in with dilbert in the comic book strip you're always trying to do the least amount of work as humanly possible like in any office building or at least at my job i try and do as little work as possible but that's besides the point so what you're trying to do is you're trying to get off of projects the projects are completed by walking into the designated rooms that's on that project. There's little symbols in the room and on the project card itself that you get put onto. By the time that you get them done, you get bonuses. You get points for being happy or you get negatives if you don't complete the project in time. When the boss gets to move around to check to see whether or not all these projects are done. So the boss gets unhappier and more unhappier, the less work that gets done. So when the happiest person in the game and the boss meet up, then the game ends. So is it, is it safe to assume that, that the board itself is like a giant office? And each room yes. is like like a cubicle. Yes. It is. Okay. Yeah, there's little cubicles. There's like uh, you know the typical break room. There's the uh, we uh, coffee had... office room stuff like that. We have had this game end in the negative point zone. It goes all the way up to negative like uh, twenty six. Yeah, it goes like negative twenty seven. So you're like uber unhappy, and the boss is really we have, pissed. Usually, by that every time. game there's one person in that area. Normally, people playing it don't pass ten. Well, yeah, I was gonna say. So, what is the average score by the end of a game that you guys have noticed? Then, because if, if if it goes all the way down to negative twenty six, that probably seems for a lot of unhappy uh, workers there. I feel yeah. like every time I've played, it tends to end somewhere around the middle: zero, negative five. 
five. Yeah, I I, I don't recall playing it where anyone averaged uh, got higher than a ten at the end. Yeah, because there's a lot of cards that make you unhappy, or you make your your opponents unhappy, or you make the boss unhappy, and that really can speed up the game sometimes. And you go after people a lot. Yeah, it's a it's really a very cutthroat, very cutthroat game. So it sounds like the complexity related to this game is that there's a lot of pieces to it. There's a lot of things to get to learn, but once you figure it out, is it still hard to play or? Once you figure everything out, then you can you can just go with it because the only thing that you have to memorize is what your character can actually do, and you have to memorize the individual rooms, like what they do when you enter them. Um, there's little sheets for that. You don't memorize everything that's on that sheet. That's there's a lot of stuff if you so, have to remember. So that. the game is a bit of a learning curve. Yeah, it's got a bit of a learning curve. Now, Ken, tell us a little bit about Star Trek. Seen it? Well, I mean, seen it's been around for a while. A lot of different incarnations. It's a general movie trivia game. In this case, it's Star Trek, where it encompasses virtually every incarnation of the TV show over the last 45, 50 years. Including the ones people don't want to talk about? Like what? There's no such thing as a bad Star Trek show. Uh, I, I would agree with you, but some people wouldn't. So. I don't really watch the show, so I don't know. <laughs> All I right. Like the first Heresy. few episodes of the first season. So no, it's, um, you know, it's very basic. You have a start point, and y- your job is to get from point A to point B all the way across the board by answering uh, generalized questions about the series. And ultimately, periodically, when you roll the dice, you might wind up uh, getting a clue that requires you to play a track on a DVD, watching the scene, and answering a question about that particular scene. So, not a very complex game to play? I, I wouldn't think so. The the uh, dice rolls pretty much tell you where you're moving and what kind of question you're going to have. And if you get it right, keep going un, un, until it's over. Seems pretty straightforward that even maybe a young child could play this. Very possible, yes. Mike, tell me about your game. Oh, my game? Really simple. You just roll a die, you move that many spaces, and roll the dying to battle. So, it's all based on the D6? Yes. So you just roll the die and the die determines everything. Yes, it's all entirely luck-based game. So my non-existent four-year-old kid could play this? Uh, yes. So my non-existent 20-year-old kid could play this? Well, your you, 20-year-old kid and You were four when you had a child? Kid. Don't question me. <laughs> okay. Um. Well, I think Rob and I might be losing this round because as much as I love the Battlestar Galactica game, its goal is to either win the game as a human and jump to your destination through space or as a Cylon your goal is to defeat and destroy the humans. It's a lot of fun, but it's a bit complex. There are a lot of pieces, a lot of cards, and it's really overwhelming when you start. Well, when you get into the complexity of it, too, it's it's better for the audience to be aware that isn't who doesn't know about Battlestar Galactica, especially the new reincarnation of the show. The crew are humans, and the Cylons are robots, essentially, that in, the, in this new version uh, have human hu- humanistic properties, capabilities, everything else. Right. They look like humans. So one of the most fun things about the game is that you don't know who the Cylons are when you're playing the game. So you, you're working with a group of people who are trying to sabotage you as you go along, or vice versa. Does the Cylon know from the beginning, or is it something that changes or is it depends. created as a... Um, you, at the beginning of the game, you have the opportunity of knowing that you're a Cylon already, and then in the middle of the game, there's another round of you might be a Cylon and you have the opportunity to change sides, quote unquote. So it's basically you throw a dart and you just guess whether or not you're a walking trash can or not. A toaster. Ba- toaster. My toaster. apologies. A walking toaster. Basically, yeah. It's a luck based for if you end up being a Cylon or, or not a Cylon. But there's certainly no reason why the game's any less fun playing either side. Are you, are you, would, would you feel, though, that one side is more complex than the other, though? No, I mean, I'd say that the mechanics work particularly the same for whichever side you don't you're feel playing. Like you're being against, you know, 
when you're the Cylon, you have you you feel like people know you, who you are pretty quickly. It depends. It depends on how good a liar you are. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, you're a sociopath, so you're pretty good at this game, I guess. I am. I'm fantastic. I don't think that's the word you so, meant. So, fantastic liar. So essentially, it does kind of follow the uh, the plot of the show if you're watching it for the first time. Very much. Our next category is replayability. Rob, talk to me about the replayability of Dilbert. I'm going to say very replayable. Once you get over the hump of learning what the different rooms are and where what each character gets to do, then it's definitely very replayable. I don't think I've had the a repeat of a game in a row i've never had the same exact scenario come up in a row never had to on on my end like any scenic game i mean there is eventually a finite number of times you can play i've played about five or six times and haven't repeated anything you have hundreds of cards with three different categories so you've got a lot of choices to go through if you come across a scene on the disc that you've seen it may not always be the same question too so you've got a couple times to cycle through it or you can just change it again with mine it's replayable because you know you have your the original normal three starters plus they give you three more starter pokemon and as you go throughout the game all the pokemon are faces down that you have and there's so many of them that you just randomize it every time there's going to be different pokemon and almost every time there's a different outcome now what now what i know about pokemon uh, is this the uh the, the og pokemon like the 150 Yes. So this isn't like the crazy, like... No, no. No, no, this is the original ones, you know, Blastoise, you know, Charizard. Charizard, Yeah. It's not the Highlander of the series version of Pokemon. (laughs) No, it's not? Okay. (laughs) Uh, Oh, you uh, you also get to uh, face the Elite Four and Gary. Very neat. Is that the end of the game? Yeah, you get... The end of the game is uh, one of them. It's dealt out at random. If you make it to Indigo to Plateau, and if you beat that person, you win, and the game ends. I'm going to say Battlestar is also extremely replayable it because it has so many little details and, and little things that can change every time during the game it doesn't feel like you're just playing the game over and over again each time you play it feels like such an individual experience and when that starts to bore you there are four different expansions for the game that all fit really well into the the game so it's definitely got a ton of replayability so i think we're all pretty viable on uh, the replayability i think this is maybe the first time that we've had everyone say this much positive things about the replayability oh, so i actually might win a week all right so well, how do we how do we decide which is the most replayable do we fight each well, other I we mean, always we, have knife know, fights it's, to it's decide the, it's the decidatron 3000 that does it all anyway <laughs> i brought the star trek game with me we could pop that disc in and i'm sure that 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 uh fight music between kirk and spock is in there somewhere so. <laughs> yes so we actually will have a soundtrack <laughs> to the death now the big thing cost how expensive are these games how much is this going to set us back mine 25 dollars. that seems pretty reasonable yeah that is that, that's actually really reasonable uh, hey mike uh, h- how much is yours let's uh wait till uh, ken tells us all right fine his. hey ken how much is yours uh mine retails anywhere from about 25 to 40 depending on what retailer you go to and actually i got mine i was saying it earlier um on clearance right after christmas at a retailer for four bucks brand new so normal people can buy buy our games. It's, it's, it's yeah. completely accessible to right. everybody. Yeah, well, that sounds pretty good too. Well. So, Mike, how much does your game cost? Well, let's see how much James costs. <laughs> My game is is a little more on the expensive side compared to Rob and Ken's. Average is about fifty bucks. Um, you know, like you can get it for like forty if you buy it online. But it's still, it's reasonable. You know, it's a more complex game, so it, it has a little bit more price to it. Oh. How about you, Mike? Uh, Mike's been dodging this. I don't yeah. know. I don't, I, you know, what does he have to hide? How much could it possibly be, Mike? Oh, I, I thought everyone's was going to be in the same ballpark as mine, but apparently uh, apparently I'm in the majors and you're all in the minors. Uh, it's uh, 120 to 160. Jesus. For a Pokemon Whoa. game? Why us so much? Uh, uh, Do I, I get a Pokemon with this or <laughs> a real you get to, living, breathing you Pokemon? You get to re-enjoy your childhood. 
I guess because the game doesn't really exist anymore. I mean, when it was first in print, it was uh, not uh, you know one hundred twenty to one hundred sixty dollars. So, so it is out of print then. Yeah, it's out okay. of print. Well, my so, game's out of print, but not as many. There's less fans of Dilbert than there are of Pokemon. And there was a warehouse full of Dilbert games. I'm oh sorry. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is, to get a new copy, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg. But maybe if you keep your eye out, you can find a well, copy I, with a couple of missing pieces. Well, once I get mine back from uh, the person I, I I gave it to, I'm, I'm getting it back. It was it was too fun. It's missing a few. It's missing pincer. Yeah, uh, you don't need pincer. No game. Forget pincer. I'm done. I'll never play this game with you. If it's missing pincer, uh, uh-uh. it's a deal, but it's still deal got, breaker. It's still got scyther. <laughs> Again, I'm so old. I have no idea what any of these things are. Did you play any Pokemon? Have any? No, sort I, of I'll admit. I, I I used to play the card game and it was fun. And th- I don't know if I can get behind this this board game. <laughs> oh, d- uh, it's, it's ooh, a, that's a vote down for you, Mike. Good thing it's uh, up to the Decidatron three thousand. That you apparently broke and hacked into. Uh, let's not talk about that. That's what happened to the Idiotron uh, 3 thousand. Yeah, got Frank it. repurposed it for this. Yep. Great. I'm, I'm glad it's going to good use. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Did it always use to smoke when you had it, or? Vacuum tubes, man. Ah, yes. <laughs> so the next category is hacks. For this category, we're switching it out with game that best adapts the feeling of the TV show. And then how reasonable is it to say that you would enjoy this game even if you haven't played or uh, enjoyed this game even if you haven't watched the TV show? Uh, do you mind if I start with this one? Sure, go ahead, Mike. Um, I feel that as a person who watched the show, you'll really, really enjoy it because you actually feel like you're Ash and that you're going through, because you go through everything he goes through. You start off at Palatown and you go all the way through Cinnabar Island and all the way back to Violet City. Did you just say Cinnabon Island? Cinnabar. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm fat. Anyway. <laughs> Wait, so you get to play as Ash? Uh, yeah. At one point, uh, at what point do you get to cut off your hand and grab the chainsaw to it? Oh, wrong Ash. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Your age is showing again. I want that version of this now. <laughs> <laughs> I might play it now if that happened. So we called this category hacks for a reason, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you're not into the show, you really won't enjoy it because, well, you know, you don't care about the Pokemon. There's The game is really just about you get to capture the Pokemon. And you get to go and fight in the Indico Plateau, and without the, you know, watching the show and understanding everything, you're just like, okay, this is an entirely luck-based game. Hmm. You don't get to capture your favorite Pokemon. You're like, yeah, I just caught Pikachu, even though Pikachu is one of the starting ones. But yeah, I just caught Primeape, and you're like, no, no, I don't really care. I'm confused. So you don't. So it doesn't follow. Doesn't follow the show very well. That's not what I just said. Uh, you know, I, mean, I said so if you if you are a person that didn't watch the show or not a fan of Pokemon, you wouldn't enjoy it because you're like, oh, I just rolled a die and caught something. Yay! So the game is not. It's because the game, the game is so so not complicated. A regular person who never watched the show would just be like, why am I playing? This is a waste of my time. So the only reason to play this is because, hey man, I loved Pokemon growing up. Nostalgia. $120 nostalgia. Good to know. Hipsters have money. Ken, how do you think the Star Trek trivia game captures the life of the show, and how viable is it for people who haven't, you know, loved Star Trek well, all their lives? Well, it captures it great because you get to relive a lot of the best moments of all, all the series. You know, and as a fan, it, it's great to, to challenge your knowledge of what you remember from watching the shows, especially if you're a diehard fan, then you could run the board probably. Or if not, then, you know, it, it'll it's a challenge. If you're not a fan... It could be a little bit more difficult, especially where the questions on the cards are concerned, because it does rely specifically on particular moments. The video aspect is great because you don't have to know. You can watch the clip, and it'll ask you something directly from that clip. So you don't have to be a fan. You just have to be aware of what's going on on the TV. So you'd recommend if you like, you're not 
big fan into Star Trek or you haven't played before to play with only the video? I would. I mean, if we're talking about a hack to the game, that would be a way to go about it and just do a straight uh, video trivia on it. You you sound like when you were saying that uh, you know you can run it in one go. It sounds like you've done that before. Not on this, but I have on on, on a Star Wars game. Yeah. Oh. He's got to get his book world record on that. Uh, I don't know about that. But. <laughs> He's got to get his book world record on that. Go on a record. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you uh, work for Guinness? Yep. Oh, cool. Good. I could use a beer right about now. So could I. <laughs> what about you, Rob? How well do you think Dilbert captures the life of the show, or maybe in this case, the comic? And how much of a fan do you need to be? There was a show for it, by the way. I know. Well, I'm I mean, just saying people might be more familiar with the comic. No, only diehard fans know about the show, James. God, don't you know that? I watched Loser. it like two times through. I'm not really proud of that, actually. It was only on for a season, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> but no, if you've um, if you've watched the show, they've got a lot of fun flavor text on it. Like, I guess I well, I guess I shouldn't use flavor text because they've actually have like comic strips on the cards themselves. So, for instance, they have the actual like blocks of the comics that have been printed before. You know, you can just read through it and you could get some of the jokes because you know it does the whole whole spiel. It's like frame for frame of every single comic strip but if you didn't like the comic strip you might not get all the jokes or you might not like the jokes you're not going to like it from that aspect so it's basically if you if you if you read the comic then you're going to like it a lot if you didn't read it then you're not going to get the jokes so if you don't like tech humor you're not going to like it you're not going to like the flavor text of the cards but the fun part, the the interesting part for this, like I say, is the cards themselves because they make you do wacky and goofy things. Case in point, I don't know if you remember that one game we've played where I think it was what for like twenty minutes, no one could look at each other except for one person. I remember having to sit under a table at James's house. That was not fun. I thought you volunteered to do that. No, and uh, for some reason, people decided that they didn't want to have shoes on. Sorry about that. Oh no, you had your boots on. Sorry about that. And other people didn't have shoes. And uh, that part wasn't fun when you're under a table. So, yeah, if you like humiliating your friends, then yes, you're going to love this game. Because the fun actions in this game make you do goofy shit like that. So, you're saying that you do need to be a fan of the comic. The, or of the show to really, really get the full effect of this game. To get the full effect of the jokes, you have to be a fan. To enjoy the game, you don't have to be a fan of the show. I'm going to say I fall in, I think, a similar category with Battlestar. I thought if you'd never done anything with the show, there's no way you could have enjoyed this game. But I played it with a bunch of people who had never watched like or this had watched or done anything with the show and had a blast playing it i I do have to say this though um after playing the game a a couple times it did make me be like well now i gotta gotta see what the show's like and then i started watching the show which is great to say essentially because out of all four of us i think james has the most niche audience for that game and i'm going to say the game captures the show perfectly i was amazed when i played it because generally speaking i'm disappointed with you know, I'm used to TV adapted games being a lot more like Mike's, just a ra- completely random mechanic that, you know, you could have put anything in here and it would have still worked. Way to talk down mine. But this show, this game is so built, like the mechanics are so built like the show that it's just, it's so much in tune with the way the show works. Like you're screaming, you're a Cylon. No, you're a Cylon. I was a Cylon the whole time. It's, 
And does it's it, and really does, fun. And does it end with the surviving humans saying, so say we all? It, there is not a requirement, but I'm going to tell you, <laughs> if you're playing with fans, they're saying it. <laughs> okay, good. So last but not least, fun. Which one of us has the funnest game? Um, my, fun, my game is fun. Yeah, 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 lots of fun. It's fun. Fun, fun, fun. It's fun. That's you your mean, argument? It's fun, 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 fun? You're just going to say fun until we believe you? Haven't you, uh, haven't you listened to any of the other times I answer this question? It's usually something like that. I'm going to say, I'm going to make an argument that your game didn't sound fun. It didn't sound fun at all. It's, you just roll a dice and random things happen. There's absolutely no skill or thought about it. There's cards in the game, too. I just didn't mention them. There's like the well, that didn't help. <laughs> yeah, it didn't help at all. Because I kind of just remembered about them. You have the Pokemon. You've never played this at all, have you? No, I I, I got this in the Christmas of uh, 1999. And, uh, and he hasn't played it since. No, I played it so many times. And then I got rid of it uh, to a friend because he really wanted to play it and no one else played it with me. I'm sorry, can I get a consensus? Who's really asking to borrow the Pokemon board game? <laughs> this guy. Okay. Right? It, really, right, it, really, right. it was not this It wasn't this kid. It was actually Punk Rock Petey. I'm not even going to go there. I, I, don't, I don't remember this guy. Yeah, You know who he is. Sounds like a punk rocker. Uh, mine, you know what? I mean, regardless of whether it's Star Trek or if it's just seen it in general, it's a great fun party game. You, you know, you get a couple friends over, get a couple drinks in you, and you're watching TV playing a board game. I don't think it gets any sweeter than that. If you like humiliating your friends, like I've said before, this is a game for you. Definitely, if you like making them do some goofy things, or if your friends like swearing like sailors, very fun game to play. Drinking coffee and going in the bathroom and can't get there. That's actually a requirement, but only at my house. It has nothing to do with my board game. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to say Battlestar Galactica game is absolutely a blast. Um, it's so much fun, and at the end of the day, you're, you're going to be screaming at your friends, You are the Cylon, you monster! Carries a little hostility over, but it's a good hostility. It's a fun hostility, so it's it's really enjoyable. I highly recommend it. You know, I gotta I gotta tell you that this was a, a hard topic for me for for this episode because when you look at it, a lot of us have games that are themed to stuff that we like and appreciate. And then it dawned on me, I only have like maybe two board games that revolve around television programs. A lot of the stuff that I do is either literature or movies. You know, mm. so it, it made this job a lot harder for me. Uh, I have to say, I actually thought I was originally when I uh, was starting the show that I was going to win this. Uh, but then I, I was listening to, uh, you know, Mr. Uh, Battlestar over there and uh, his uh, was very enticing. I literally came here tonight when I heard the topic. No, I was like, no, no. I'm in. See, I, see this week I'm going to win, even though it. you hacked it. Uh, it's going to get broken if I don't win. You're not winning. Well, I'm going to get my bat then. In fact, I already made sure that you're not winning. Well, still get my bat. I don't know if I'm going to win, but I have a feeling I'm not going to lose. No, I, uh, I have a feeling Mike's going to lose. Oh, but, oh you know, I'm pretty sure about that one. He already. always loses, so <laughs> that's not true. Okay. No, no, I, won, like, I have always lost. I've won like so the I'm second win episode. This one. I got this. <laughs> All right, let's turn Rock, it on yeah. and see what happens. All right, so we have our first result. It says Michael loses. That doesn't seem uh, that doesn't seem right. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to say Michael wins. You're terrible at hacking this machine. Yeah, that that was a bad job hacking, Mike. It's uh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> whoops! I made myself lose. <laughs> Good job. Let, let's try this machine again. And we have our answer. It seems like the office antics of Dilbert will be today's best of four. I'd like to object. That's right. Leave it to a computer to let an office game win. I'd like to object yeah. on this. Yeah, that's that's why it let me win. Yours did not sound as uh, entertaining. It just, it just doesn't want to come across as being a Cylon. Exactly. It's, that's it's true. It's very right. important that it doesn't, doesn't I, I, make it It shows favoritism. Yeah. It does. Still, it also doesn't want to die think, to a uh, baseball bat either. Pokemon so. 1. I'm going to go with Pokemon 1. I don't care what you said. Stop being a sore loser, Mike. Good night, folks. Thanks for making me a part of it. Pokemon 1. <laughs>